0: Amen. Well, good morning, saints. We come to the last uh, meeting of this conference. How about we read the title of this uh, message together one more time? Okay. Reaching the highest points, living, living out and working out, working out the New Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Well, this may be considered uh, a conclusion. Uh, to all that we have covered this last weekend concerning the New Jerusalem. We have seen uh, many precious aspects, features, characteristics of this City of God, the New Jerusalem. And how these features need to be applied, need to be uh, 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 replicated you know, in the church life today. The churches, which are the body of Christ, is a miniature of the New Jerusalem. All the features of the New Jerusalem must be seen in her. And uh, so, uh, uh, I believe in the first meeting, uh, I shared with you, uh, even the... uh, uh, a short word about our history, uh, the history of the church, the history of the Lord's recovery uh, that the Lord has brought us. Uh, you may say, the uh, with us, especially within this 100 years, uh, has done something really marvelous among us. Um, it surely uh, is the, Is God's doing who has kept us all these years to this point. And this morning, uh, looking at this title, Reaching the Highest Point. Today, we have to humbly uh, admit that we have been brought to this highest point. It's a peak. Uh, We didn't just drop from the sky but by helicopter to get here. We have passed through quite a long process. Uh, With us, among us in the present recovery of the Lord, beginning with uh, Brother Brother Watchman Nee, 100 years ago, and step, step by step, the Lord has been progressing, ascending, and through, especially through... Uh, Brother Nee's co-worker, uh, Brother Witness Lee, uh, who has uh, further developed uh, the vision, uh, the, re- the revelation and brought the recovery to this highest point. You may say, what is, so what is this highest point? The highest point is the New Jerusalem, is what the Bible, how would the Bible concludes. And the very consummation of God's eternal economy. I don't think there is anything higher, can be anything higher than this. And of all of of, uh, God's people, we have received mercy to see these things, to hear these things. We should not take for granted, oh, these are just, you know, just some more terms, just some more knowledge about the Bible, if we look at, if we have a vision, have some sense of God's eternal purpose, of God's economy uh, with His people, we realize that what has been shown to us uh, concerning the New Jerusalem is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. This is the peak. This is the highest point. Well, and I have to say, that is so high, it's not so high that we cannot reach it. It is high, but it's not so high that it's unattainable. Right? If it is unattainable, it it should not be there in the Word of God. God revealed this to us in His Word, and He desires that His people will attain to it, will arrive at it. So, with a with a humble heart, we need to agree with the Lord. Lord, yes, Lord. I may be weak. I may be short in many ways. But Lord, since this is your word, you have to do this in me. You have to fulfill this through me. Right? Just like the angel visited Mary concerning the divine conception. What a great responsibility that was that she was to bear this holy child and when that news was announced to her all she she could say was let this word let this word be fulfilled in me it's not that she can do anything or you know it's not that she was anything but she was chosen by God to be the bearer of the holy seed the holy child of God and all she could say is, let this word be fulfilled in me. Amen. So, dear saints, we should not brush off this word to say, it's too high, it's unattainable, it's something in the future, let's take care of what I can see today. Amen. Saints, God has speak, spoken this word to us at this particular time, Amen. not 500 years ago. I don't think this word it was spoken 500 years ago, When uh, uh, Luther, you know, uh, brought forth the, the revealed the truth concerning justification that God's people were ready to hear a word like this, the time was not, was not ready. But here we are today in the 21st century, a time very close to the Lord's return. This word was opened up to God's people. We have to say, this is not a coincidence. This is not uh, accidental. This God has spoken his word in a timely way uh, and just fits where we are today. So I hope that we would, with a humble heart, just allow the Lord to work out this word in us. Um, So... We have seen many wonderful aspects about the, Lord, about the New Jerusalem. We have seen the New Jerusalem is God's goal. It's the consummation of his economy. It is the conclusion of the whole Bible. And <clears throat> so now, what do we do with this? Right? We have seen something, uh, seen something regarding this New Jerusalem with so many features. And I say there are more. There are more that we cannot cover in this conference, and you should study on your own with others. You know, there are so many more aspects about the New Jerusalem, which are so wonderful. Um, <clears throat> this morning, I would say somewhat uh, uh, particular, uh, is that we, brought, we are bringing in this matter of Zion, right? as as seen in this first point, the Lord's recovery is to build up Zion as the reality of the body of Christ by living out and working out the new Jerusalem. It's quite a sentence, right? The Lord's recovery is not another movement uh, in Christianity. The Lord's recovery... Is God's move in and among his people and to accomplish his eternal desire, his heart's desire. And his goal, we saw, is the new Jerusalem. And but also in many in many parts of the scriptures, we are shown that God's good pleasure is with his people today. He has chosen Jerusalem, right, to be the place where he has his dwelling place, where he has his temple. And, and along with Jerusalem, there is a place called Zion. Zion actually is a mountain peak. Jerusalem is built on a, a range of mountain, a, range, a, a, a mountain range, I think here, like in Colorado, many mountains. Jerusalem was built on a on a range, mountain range, and one of the one of the peaks of the mountains is Zion. And so, while while Jerusalem represents God's desire in a general way, that but Zion speaks of God's desire specifically. There is within Jerusalem. There is a peak of Zion. That, if you read, especially from the Old Testament, uh, in Psalms, especially in the book of Psalms, many mention not only of Jerusalem but of Zion. Right? If I, if I may, I will just uh, let's say I read to you um, Psalm Uh, 132, Psalm 132, and verse 13, for Jehovah has chosen Zion, he has desired it for his habitation, this is my resting place forever, here will I dwell, and I have desired it. I will abundantly bless his provision, I will satisfy his his poor with with bread, and so forth. Um, So, in many portions uh, in the Old Testament, we are shown that Zion is where God's pleasure is. God will have his habitation, not only in Jerusalem, in, in a general way, but particularly, specifically, in Zion. Zion is a peak in Jerusalem. And <clears throat> so you may say the Lord's recovery is not just to uh, recover uh, some truths uh, uh, among us people, to, uh, to recover some of the lost truths so that we can better know his word. Well, the Lord did recover his truth uh, through his recovery, but there's a goal, there's a commission with the lost recovery, the lost recovery is to build up Zion. This is what God wants to attain, to gain Zion as as God's pleasure, where God's pleasure lies, where his habitation will be built. Zion, as we'll see, actually signifies the overcomers, the overcomers in the church. They are the peak, they are the elevation, they are the uplifting, they are, the, they are the, uh, the, the strengthening of Jerusalem. So, God must gain this, gains Zion, to be his, for his habitation. And this Zion is the reality of the body of Christ. The body of Christ, which is the church today, as Paul says in Ephesians one, in a general way we can all say the church is the is the body of Christ. But in what way? In what way the body of Christ is an organism of the Triune God, fully expressing, representing the Triune God in every way. There is a reality That means what is real with the body of Christ. If we just say the church is the the body of Christ, then everyone who comes together, meets together as the church, well, theoretically, doctrinally, you say, yes, it's the body of Christ. But on the other hand, if we look at it more specifically with every member, are all the members living really as a member in the body of Christ? Are we living in a constant contact with the Lord, enjoying Him, expressing Him, the life of the head, growing in us, well, we have to admit, not, not exactly. Not, not everyone. So in a general way, there are many, many believers have been brought to the church to become a part of the body of Christ. But specifically, within this group of people, God wants something of reality. There is a real part that truly represents his body. That real part is represented by what Revelation shows us as the overcomers. That among the seven churches in Asia, revealed in chapter 2 and 3 of Revelation, the Spirit comes to call forth overcomers. He who overcomes. While the church represents Jerusalem in a general way, the, the overcomers in the church, they represent the Zion. Zion is in Jerusalem. It's part of Jerusalem. The overcomers are part of the church. The overcomers are not an elite or a separate group from the church. The overcomers are in the church. The Spirit came to the churches of Asia, to call forth overcomers, he who overcomes, from within the church. So today, on the one hand, praise the Lord, we have come back to Jerusalem. We have come back to the proper ground to build the house, to build God's temple. But God's desire is not only with Jerusalem, He wants Zion. He has chosen Zion to be His habitation. There has to be the overcomers. And these overcomers, as seen in Revelation chapter 14... The 144,000 standing with the Lamb, where? On Mount Zion. On Mount Zion. Amen. They were standing on the peak. They were the Zion. Actually, Zion, who is Zion? The overcomers. They are the Zion. They were not only just standing there. They are the Zion. Their Zion is the new Jerusalem. You know, we saw this weekend. I mentioned a few times in Hebrews chapter 12, right? 22. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, we have come to 12:22. Uh, but you have come forward to Mount Zion and to the city of the Living God, the heavenly Jerusalem and to myriads of angels, to the universal gathering, and to the church of the firstborn, who have been enrolled in the heavens. Here in uh, in these two verses, Zion is mentioned, the heavenly Jerusalem, that's the new Jerusalem, is mentioned, the church is also mentioned. We have come to Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem. That that new Jerusalem actually is the real Zion, ultimately. Mm -hmm. That we have seen in these past few meetings, that new Jerusalem is the gold standard. It's the perfection of all perfections. This is what God ultimately desires, as revealed, represented by the new Jerusalem with all the wonderful features. And now, To gain the Zion that that, des- that God desires, we need to live out and work out according to what is seen in the New Jerusalem as the gold standard. So that we can truly become the Zion according to God's heart. So that's why... This title says that we are reaching the highest point by living out and working out the new Jerusalem so that we can become the Zion today. There's a lot spoken about Zion concerning this is the desire of God's heart. But how to work out the Zion, how to become the Zion is realized by seeing the ultimate goal of God revealed as the new Jerusalem. With all the features. So we need to live out and work out the new Jerusalem. As seen in these past messages. So that we can become the Zion today. The Zion today to fulfill God's desire. Point A says, as the highlight and beauty of the holy city, Jerusalem. Zion typifies the overcomers as the high peak, the center the uplifting, the strengthening, the enriching, the beauty, and the reality of the church. Amen. Praise the Lord Amen. that in Jerusalem there is a peak called Zion. God cannot fulfill His eternal purpose with a with a people in the general condition of Jerusalem. Just like church today right there's so many uh believers been brought to the church but that general condition of the church cannot fulfill god's heart's desire there has to be the zion so the zion while you know when brother knee in one of the his uh, messages he mentioned while jerusalem can be old, can become new. Well, as a new Jerusalem, there was an old Jerusalem, but Zion will never be, there's no need of new Zion, because Zion never becomes old, never becomes old. Zion is what is ultimately in God's heart, and Zion is the uplifting, what is it, the the high peak, The center, the uplifting, the strengthening, the enriching, the beauty, the reality of the church of Jerusalem is Zion. Which signifies the overcomers. He says, the overcomers, as Zion, are the reality of the body of Christ and consummate the building up of the body of Christ in the local churches to bring in Jerusalem the Holy of Holies as God's dwelling place in eternity. You need to PSRP this sentence to un- to to squeeze out all the other all, all the riches in this point. There's a lot here just in this one sentence. You have the overcomers, the Zion, the reality of the body of Christ and they consummate the building up of the body of Christ in the local churches And then to bring in, they are here to bring in the consummated holy city, New Jerusalem, the Holy of Holies, as God's dwelling place. Many terms, many terms here. And they are not just put there, you know, as, you know, to dress up the the sentence. Every word, every term is meaningful. We'll see in a little bit later that the New Jerusalem is the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies is the, is the largest, enlarged Holy of Holies that we need to enter in. <clears throat> uh, so, the... Uh, uh, okay, Then we can, we can go to uh, Roman Numero 2. To live out the new Jerusalem is to grow up into the head by the mingling of God with man. And to work out the new Jerusalem is to function out from the head for the oneness of the body of Christ. I really love this. You know, the living out and working out of the new Jerusalem can be seen and realized in Ephesians 4, verses 15 and 16. In those two verses, we see that by holding to the truth in love, we may grow up into him in all things. Dear Saints, to live out the New Jerusalem requires that we would grow up into Christ. Christ has come into us as a seed of life at, the, at, at some point in time and since and since that time he desires to grow in us. God is Christ does not want us to remain the same year after year. He wants us to grow. But this growth, is, growth uh, uh, in Christ is quite particular. As expressed here in 415, he says that we may grow up into him in all things. Who is the head? Many Christians' concept about growth in Christ is, oh, I need to study the Bible more, I, can pr- I need to pray more, so that I can become more knowledgeable, I can be more spiritual, I can become you more useful to God. God can use me to preach the gospel, to help the weak, and so forth. That's our general concept of the Christian growth. But in Ephesians 4.15, Paul tells us that we need to grow up into him. Not just grow with him. Not just uh, uh, to grow for him. We need to grow up into him. Who is this him? Of course, this is Christ. And who is this Christ? He is the head of the body. What Paul talks about is about the growth is not an individual Christian growth. He is talking about the growth as a member in the body. Just like the members in our body. Your finger, your hand, your, your feet, your ears, your eyes, you know. All, as a person grows, all these members grow with it, right? My ear was not that, that, that long when we were just born. It was just the, the ear was very small. But then as your, as your stature increases, all these members also grow with it. The Christian growth, if you don't have this, this uh, perspective of the proper growth, as mentioned in Ephesians 4, everyone you know, seeks their own Christian growth, you know, to be uh, uh, more fervent for the Lord, to be no more, more knowledgeable in the Bible, and eventually we end up even be even arguing, fighting with each other, my knowledge over versus your knowledge. That is not a proper growth. The proper growth of a Christian who is a member in the body is our growing into the head. You know, the head into Christ, who is the head? The head it has the, the, uh, the central nervous system governs every part of the body. How long my arm will grow is governed by the head. You know, it governs my every part. You know, the hand does, does not, will not say, I want to grow, 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 and you get a six foot long arm, right? That's, that's a monstrous growth. That is not a growth that you want to see. You know, this long, about three feet or so, two and a half, three feet, is long long enough. Right? You don't keep growing, you know, without, without, without restriction. That will not be a proper growth. All our growth must be into Christ, into him as the head in all things. Not just when you study the Bible, not only when you were praying, not only when you were meeting with the saints, but in all things, when you are going shopping, when you are, when you are uh, dressing up yourself, putting how, what kind of clothing should I put on? In these matters, you grow up into Christ. Christ is the one who will direct you. What kind of clothing should you put on? What kind of hairstyle should you, should you, should you, should you dress yourself where should you go to? School, where should you move to? All these matters, ordinary things, common things, sundry things in our daily life. He wants us to grow up into him in all things. This is to live out the new Jerusalem. These things we all need to grow. This is one urgent need among us in the Lord's recovery. We all need to grow. The other day I mentioned Christ, Christ is coming but he is not coming back for a 5 year old girl he's coming back for a marriage who is qualified to be his bride if the christians after being saved are still loving the world are still doing the things according to their natural man the old man they never allow christ to grow any much much more than beyond his salvation where is the where is the mature bride that Christ will, be, uh, will feel compatible, have full stature, full grown. So there is an urgent need in the recovery today for all the saints to seek the proper growth in life. Growth by eating him, enjoying him, by functioning, by operating according to, to the measure of each part, that that we grow in a way commensurate with the rest of the body, right? So that together we will become a full-grown man that that is worthy to be his bride, to match him. To live out the new Jerusalem means for us to grow in Christ. We need to grow up into him in all things. For us to live out all the features, the fifteen—at least the fifteen items that we touched on—to live out the holiness, right? The divinity, the uh, organic, be- the, the matter of uh, full of life, his uh, holiness, and uh, all then the purity. All these aspects are related to our growing up into Him by living out the New Jerusalem, and with all its features. Then verse 16 also tells us us that as you grow up into the head, then out from him, out from the head, will come all kinds of functions. Out from him, out from the head, then there are joints, there are joints of rich supply, joining the different parts of the body together, and there are the different parts functioning according to measure, causing the growth of the body unto the building up of itself in love. So these two verses show us these two aspects of our living out and working out the new Jerusalem. As we grow up into him in all things, then something from the head will come out as your function, right? The more you enjoy Christ, the more you have fellowship with him, you grow up into him, then the Lord... The Lord who has been enjoyed by you, who lives in you, who indwells you, will direct you how you should function. Not just functioning in the meetings, but also functioning in shepherding the saints, preaching the gospel. The Lord in your heart, oh, you should go, how about visiting so-and-so, whom you have not seen for a period of time. Or this uh, particular colleague, particular friend, well, the Lord wants you to speak to, uh, uh, talk to this person, to visit this person. Not because oh, the eldest in the church says, today you have to visit this one, you have to direct that one, you have to uh, contact that one. It's not because of anyone's demand or arrangement, but because of this Christ whom you have to, into whom you have grown, that out from him, will, he will direct you what you should do. Even in our functioning in the meetings, the same way, you know, that uh, we want to speak a word to prophesy in the meeting, we are offering a prayer. All these must be the functioning out from the head. The more you enjoy Christ, the Christ in you is, is, uh, will flow out. He desires to flow out of you in such a spontaneous, organic way This is to work out the new Jerusalem. I love these two verses very much. He says, God's desire is to gain the new Jerusalem through the precursor of the organic body of Christ produced in the local churches. Eventually, the local churches will be over. Only the body of Christ will remain forever as the unique mutual abode of God and man. So that God and man are married together, mingled and incorporated together to be one entity, a great corporate God-man. Amen. God still needs the local churches today. As we said yesterday, never leave the church. Don't, 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 uh, uh, you have to keep coming to the meetings. Because this is where you, be, you allow God to work himself into you. For you to be brought into a living of the body of Christ That will be, which will be a precursor to the New Jerusalem. But we know the local churches are temporary. Today is here. Maybe next year. It may not be. Environment may change. The local churches are still in the physical realm. But as we are living in the local churches, we are living in the the spirit, in the principle of the body of Christ, which will never change, which will never which will never be, be uh, 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 removed. That will be here with us until the Lord comes back. And that, will, that body of Christ will become, will consummate to be the new Jerusalem. So you see the process, the steps. So even though but the, temp- the local churches are temporary, may not be here forever, but we need the local churches. And we should be in the local churches to live, to practice how to live in the body of Christ so that we can be transferred to become the new Jerusalem. Amen. Whatever is ascribed to the new Jerusalem should be both our personal and corporate experience for us to become the new Jerusalem and build the new Jerusalem by the mingling of God with man for the oneness of the body of Christ. To fulfill the eternal purpose of God. Now we come to Roman numeral three. To live out the new Jerusalem. Is to become the new Jerusalem. Saints, we are not going to the new Jerusalem. We are becoming the new Jerusalem. If you are not the new Jerusalem today, you are not going to get there. Try to enter there. We are going there, we are going to a place where we are becoming. We must be, we must be the new Jerusalem today. So that in that day, in the finalization, in the ultimate consummation, the new Jerusalem will not be a surprise. It is just what we are becoming. We are the New Jerusalem today, even though it's in the stage of a foretaste, right? But all the features, all the characteristics are seen here today, are being tasted by us today. So to live out the New Jerusalem is for us to become the New Jerusalem. Every day, every day, we are becoming a little bit more the New Jerusalem, right? Uh, Okay, A says, we need to grow unto maturity to become the New Jerusalem as the ultimate consummation of the church. One says, God's thought is not merely that man would be saved, have his sins forgiven, and have God's life. God wants man to be transformed, to grow in life unto maturity. To let Christ be formed in him, and to be conformed into the Lord's image, then man will be built up to become the new Jerusalem, the eternal paradise. The features that we touched in the last few meetings of the new Jerusalem, concerning our need to be divine, to be mystical, to be organic, to be unique, to be one. All these features are to point us to have a living, to have a, 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 a relationship with the Lord, right, in such a uh, organic, intrinsic, intimate way, so that day by day, by our contacting him, participating in his divinity, partaking of the divine nature of God, We are becoming a little bit more of the new Jerusalem. We are living out the new Jerusalem. And so God has come into us to be our life. He He is our savior. He is our life. But he does not want to just for us to stay there. That life has to grow and also to be transformed and conformed. Every year we should expect, Lord, grow in me a little bit more this year. And to grow means what? To have more of God added to me. More weight of God. More stature of God. Both personally and even collectively. The brothers who are taking care of the church, they also must have this desire, not just Praying for all this have more increase. Must have we should the church in a normal in a normal condition should have normal increase in number, right? It should not be just the, the same number of people meeting year in, year out, all, all year round. There should be an expectation. If the church is functioning properly, there should be new ones added. But in addition to the number, the 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 portion of God needs to grow, needs to increase. The weight, there should be some weightiness with the church. The church is not just a kind of a club, a Christian club, that people just go there and then, uh, you know, have have some fun and then do their Christian things. No, the church is the body of Christ, is the house of the living God. It's not a place to play around. But there should be some weightiness. So even with brothers who are caring for the church, there should be this kind of a heart. Lord, increase, increase to us not only number, but also more of God year after year. The church in Denver, the church in Fort Collins, the churches in this whole area need to grow in the, in the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This should be be our expectation. This is for us to live out the New Jerusalem. We are becoming the New Jerusalem more and more every day, partaking of the divine nature, participating in the divinity, that we are becoming holy. We are becoming righteous. We are becoming perfect. All these are features of the New Jerusalem. Number two says, the regeneration of our spirit takes place in an instant, and the glorification of our body takes place in the twinkling of an eye. But the transformation of our soul, our mind, emotion, and will is a long process, a long tunnel through which we must pass. Dear trainees, former trainees, some of you graduated. Recently, I told the trainees, yes, wonderful, you just finished two years of training. But give the Lord another 10 more years. Stay in this tunnel. You only finished the first section of the tunnel. You, haven't, got, you have, haven't come out of the tunnel yet. You just barely entered the tunnel. You get first section. Give the Lord the next 10 more years. When you come out of the tunnel, after 10 more years, there is more of gold added into you and you pick up a wife or pick up a husband, pick up a couple of uh, rolling stones, <laughs> little children rolling around bothering you, after the next 10, 12 years, you have more of gold added to you. Amen, Amen Tate? Amen. Yeah. Daniel, that's uh, just graduated. Where is he? Oh, there he is. Give the Lord another 12 years. <laughs> No, I really mean this. You know, I, I, I've visited in some, some places. I've seen these, some of these uh, uh, training grads. Now they are, you know, 12, 15 years after their after the graduation. My, I see. What weight has been added to them? Wow. After they are fighting with their wife to, the husband a little bit, you know, <laughs> struggling with their children, and the Lord began to transform them, you know, conform them. More gold got wrought into them. It's not the same. But just two years of training is not enough. You got a lot of knowledge. You got a lot of uh, ability. Uh, you know, but that needs to be processed. We need to pass through this tunnel. Growth takes time, right? You can be transformed. You can be transfigured in the in 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 the twinkle of a, twinkling of an eye, right? And then you got regenerated instantly, calling on the Lord, repent, and then receive the Lord, you got regenerated. But the transformation takes a long time. right? And God can wait. And God has been waiting. Right? He has been waiting uh, for you to be transformed. You know? Don't say, Lord, why, is, why so long? Why are you not fulfilling your promise? He said, I'm waiting for you. I've been waiting for you to mature waiting for you to grow and be transformed. So every day, just a little bit more, right? We are not expecting an overnight transformation, overnight change, but every day, a little bit at a time, makes a difference. I said, as I said earlier, the next 10 years will be very crucial. Very crucial as to the going on of the Lord's recovery. This is burden very much these days to encourage our young ones the next generation to really give themselves uh, to grow in the Lord to be in the ministry to allow the Word to constitute them to function uh, according to their measure in a proper way then the next 10 years that will cause help the recovery to transition to be continued Right, to be a, uh, there will be a proper continuation of the Lord's re- recovery. The nature can be maintained. Number three says, If we are willing to grow in the divine life, the element of the divine life will increase in us and bring forth a metabolic change. Thus, our inward disposition will be transformed and our outward image will also be transformed to be the same as the image of the Lord. Isn't this wonderful? Saints, there is such a thing in the Bible, in God's economy, called transformation. It is. You know, it's a, uh, uh, we are not expecting a kind of a instant transfiguration. We are looking to the daily transformation. Just like a, a child after being born, right? That child did not become a full-grown man overnight in the next 18 years, 20 years, through a lot of feeding, a lot of even uh, 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 falling and and, uh, making mistakes, but that child grow and to become mature. So, uh, we need to give the Lord the time. Uh, So don't I also you know uh, uh, admonish the uh, our, our our young people you are you know very uh energetic and healthy right now, but take care of your body well Amen. not just to buff up, buff up your body, go to the gym and uh work on your six pack or whatever you know to that's, that, that that means nothing you know when the Lord comes back he's not looking for how how buffed up your body is. He is looking for, you know, this vessel. How much is open for him to dispense, to work himself little by little. And this vessel has to be healthy, to be not be uh, disrupted or interrupted by sicknesses or some, uh, uh, you know, uh, all, all the distraction, distracting things, causing your vessel not to be available to the Lord. That will be a, a tragedy. That will be pity, a pity that, uh, that your, your life is being, or your capacity of your life is being cut short, right? So I know when Brother Lee was with us, he always encouraged us to take care of our health, not for our own health's sake, but for God's economy's sake, to allow the Lord more time to work on us, to work in us and through us. Now, B says, we need to see how the New Jerusalem is applied to us. The New Jerusalem is not merely objective, nor is it merely something for the future, but it should be subjective in our daily experience. Well, these following points, let me read through quickly. We need to apply the triune entry of the New Jerusalem. We need to apply the triune constitution of the New Jerusalem. We need to apply the triune existence of the New Jerusalem. We need to apply the triune living of the New Jerusalem. We need to apply the triune enjoyment of the New Jerusalem. And number six, we need to apply the triune expression of the New Jerusalem. I don't dare to touch these because every point is a message. Every point, really, it's a, every six. There are six messages here. You have, we have many, many publications that I would direct you to. You know, you should, you should read them with all these. Uh, Uh, aspects, the uh, entry, the constitution, the existence, the living, the enjoyment, the expression. But here I'd like to uh, bring your attention to something uh, that uh, uh, I was touched with after I uh, sent Steve this outline. You know to live out the New Jerusalem is for us to grow. Right? Into him in all things. And that uh, we want we must see that the New Jerusalem, we read, is in dimension, is 12,000 stadia in breadth and length and height. And we know what that means. It is a cube. And according to the revelation in the Bible, uh, in Exodus the holy of holies with the tabernacle the holy of holies was the measurement of that was 10 cubits by 10 cubits by 10 cubits the holy of holies which is the innermost part of the century, where god was is a cube is a cube a cube in the bible signifies perfection eternal perfection god design, gave the design to Moses of the tabernacle. It was not Moses' invention, it was God's specific, explicit instruction. How the how the tabernacle should be built with the outer court and then the holy place and then the holy of holies. The three sections. And this innermost part, that's where God God was. In the outer court, you have the altar, you have the labor with all the bronze, bronze uh, sockets and, coll- and pillars signifying redemption, judgment to produce righteousness, signifying all that Christ did for us Amen. on the cross to terminate our sins, our old man, all the negative things to bring, to bring forth a condition of righteousness where everything, the surrounding, was pure white, right? That's Christ through his redemptive work to produce a condition of righteousness. Then you'll be ready to go into the actual sanctuary with two parts. Firstly, in the Holy of Holies. That's when you, after you have been judged by God, then you begin to enter into what building is. The building does not begin until you start entering into the holy of holies, into the holy place, where the boards of the tabernacle were made of acacia wood overlaid with gold. That's where the building of God and man begins, not in the outer court. Outer court is where the judgment is of all the negative things. Then you enter into the holy place then you begin begin to know about what is to be built and mingle with God. And there you partake partake of the showbread. The showbread table, made of also acacia wood, overlaid with gold. And you partake of the golden lampstand, purely pure of of pure gold. And then you partake of the golden incense altar. That altar, the, the incense altar, also of Acacia wood overlaid with gold. How to offer incense? The three things, the bread for our supply, and then the, the lamp, which signifies our spirit. The spirit of man is the lamp of Jehovah. And God's spirit, as the seven spirits, are the seven lamps of fire before the throne. Of course, the lamp also signifies God's word, but not, Not the letter word, but the spirit word. When you touch the word, which is the spirit, it shines. The light is brought forth. Whenever we exercise our spirit, we shine forth light. We touch the spirit. We are in the light. And then we learn to offer incense. Christ is the sweet incense. His resurrection life is the sweet incense added to man's prayer to offer to God at the incense altar. In the holy place where we begin our mingling with God, our, to enter into an actual building with God, involves our experience in these three matters. Our coming to the word as food, as bread, and our exercising and releasing of our spirit as light and are offering prayers at the incense altar with Christ added as the, frank, as the incense to be, up, to be accepted for our acceptance and approval before God. This is how we, this is our church life, this is our Christian life, for us to, to be mingled with God, for us to be sanctified. This is a, this now, after being justified, through, through Christ's judgment, now we enter into a realm where we are undergoing a sanctifying process by eating him as the bread, by enjoying him as the spirit, and in praying to him, with him added as the incense. So in our Christian life, we, can, we should never, never depart from these three matters. You must be in the Word, enjoying the Word as the bread. You must be living and walking according to the Spirit. It's only in the Spirit you are there in the light, enjoying the lamp, the golden lampstand. And also we must pray. I think this is no one, this is is not any human's arrangement. This is God's design. For us to live our Christian life, in our church life every day year round we have to do this you have to be enjoying the bread which is the word enjoying the spirit experiencing living walking according to the spirit and praying Amen. then when you enter into the holiest place the holy of holies is a dark room there's no sun no skylight no lamp stand there there's just a little box, and within that box are three items. You have a tablets of the law, which correspond to the, uh, the lampstand. The law is the light, and also the hidden manna, the golden pot, the bread, something to eat there, corresponding to the bread, showbread in the holy place. And you have a Aaron's rod, the budding rod of resurrection corresponding to the incense altar of prayer for man's acceptance before God. So the three items in the holy place were replicated, repeated again in the Holy of Holies, but in a hidden way. It's all concealed within this little box called the Ark of the Covenant. Or the Ark of the Testimony. Which typifies Christ. God's embodiment. It's very meaningful. I don't know how the high priests function. When they enter into the Holy of Holies. There's no light there. But there is the cherubim of glory. Upon the lid of the, covenant, of, the of the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant, there's a lid there. That lid is called the mercy seat. It's called the throne of grace. And that when when God told Moses that is there, I will meet with you. Is there, I will speak with you. And it's upon, looking upon that lid are the two cherubim of glory. Shining the glory of God. Dear saints, it is in the Holy of Holies where God dwells, where man is brought into something where this man has no place there. Nothing artificial has any place there. You enter there, you're just facing this Ark of the Covenant, in which are these elements, right? Everything is in him. All our enjoyment of Christ are in him. And we are under the shining of the Shekinah glory of God. While we enjoy Christ's accomplishment in the holy of, in the outer court, all that he did for us, and while we also enjoy Christ's provision, he is our bread to supply us, our light to enlighten us, even our acceptance before God. When you enter into the Holy of Holies, You don't see any of that. You only see God himself. Not what he did. Not what he can be to you. But what he is. Here in the Holy of Holies, there's no work, nothing, whether your condition, doesn't matter. You are there. God is here. That Holy of Holies is being enlarged in 1 Kings, in the book of 1 Kings, then chapter 7, with the, with the construction of the temple, the Holy of Holies is enlarged to 20 by 20 by 20 cubits. It's a, it's a cube, but it's larger. But then when you reach Revelation chapter 21, you have another cube there, 12,000 stadia. By 12,000 stadia, by 12,000 stadia, the New Jerusalem is the is the holy of holies enlarged to the uttermost. So, as Paul tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, let us come forward. Let us come forward to the holy of holies by the blood of Jesus. Every day, saints. If we are to live out the new Jerusalem, we need to come forward to the Holy of Holies, where God is. Today, that Holy of Holies has been enlarged, or gradually being enlarged in our experience, from the tabernacle, to the temple, eventually to the new Jerusalem. The whole new Jerusalem is the Holy of Holies. And according to Revelation 21, we read also that when John asked, where is the temple? And the angel says, there's no temple. There's no temple in this city, because God and the Lamb are the temple. This Holy of Holies, the entire New Jerusalem, is the Holy of Holies, and the entire New Jerusalem, as the Holy of Holies, is God and the Lamb. What do you think about that, David? (laughs) When I first realized, my Lord, Thank you, Lord. The New Jerusalem is not that far away. The New Jerusalem is the Holy of Holies today. We need to keep entering in and keep enlarging. This Holy of Holies, our entering into the Spirit every day, needs to be enlarged to become as large as the New Jerusalem. And you don't enter the Holy of Holies. Drop down from a helicopter to go in there. You have to start from the outer court. Start from your being judged by the bronze through Christ's accomplishment. Then you pass through the holy place, enjoying Christ's provision, what he supplies us with. Then you enter into the Holy of Holies to meet God there. Brother Lee has a point that says, the principle of the Holy of Holies, is that man can live and walk directly in the presence of God. All the redeemed ones may enter into the presence of God, live there and remain there, enjoying fellowship in oneness with God. The coming new Jerusalem will be such a place where everyone in it will see God, touch God, worship God, serve God, and even live and dwell in the presence of God. The church life today must be a holy of holies which is a cube, and its nature must be utterly holy. This is how we live out the new Jerusalem, by daily coming forward, right, through the outer court and the holy place to enter into the holy of holies, to live in the presence of God, to serve him, to worship him, to enjoy him, to become one with him. Okay, now we go on to Roman numeral four. To work out the New Jerusalem is to build the New Jerusalem. On the one hand, we are becoming the New Jerusalem. On the other hand, we are building the New Jerusalem. This is the work of eternity. We are living a life of eternity by living out the New Jerusalem. The the New Jerusalem is is an eternal city, eternal building. Our life should not be something temporal, short. Our living must be worthy of eternity if we are living out the new Jerusalem. And our work must be worthy of eternity if we are working out the new Jerusalem. He says the highest point of the apostles' work is to work out the new Jerusalem. Number one, according to the entire revelation of the New Testament, the entire the unique goal of the Christian work should be the new Jerusalem. I mentioned to you the Apostle Peter, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle John. As they were serving the Lord, they had, the, they had that holy city of God in view. They were not just merely going to save people, establishing churches. They had a goal with their view, the eternal city of God the building of the new Jerusalem. We should always have our goal. As we go to, you know, you go on the campus to contact students, you are ministering to them the enjoyment of Christ. Not just merely all oh, that they can be gained by the Lord, added to the church life. We're happy about that. We are encouraged by that. But we must have a deep realization. We are doing a work of eternity. Doing a work of Worthy of the new Jerusalem. Not just merely to have these members saved and then temporary, and right now meeting with us, but we hope that they will become members of Zion. Yeah. Members of the new Jerusalem. This is what we desire to see. A, we must take the goal of the God's eternal economy, the new Jerusalem, as our unique and ultimate goal. We should regard the local churches not as the goal, but as a procedure to reach God's goal. This is not a depreciation of the, of the value of the local churches. The procedure is just as crucial and valuable. We need to treasure our time, our passage here in the, uh, in the local churches, however long it may be. You are in this church you know, for a number of years until the Lord moves you to another place. We treasure all our days in the local churches. Even though it's temporary, it's transient. But here, is in the local churches, we learn the lessons how to live in the body of Christ to be a precursor to the, of the New Jerusalem. Amen. Number two says the apostles live what they built. They follow the pattern of the Lord Jesus as the first God-Man, whose work was His living and whose move was His being. Actually, our building the New Jerusalem is our living out the New Jerusalem. Our living and our work are the same. The Lord Jesus did not, when he was on the earth, he did not just go about to do, a, uh, 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 to do a, uh, uh, some kind of a missionary work, to set up, uh, to set up uh, a seminary, to train uh, the disciples, to set up churches. That was not what he was doing. He just, he lived and he worked. He worked and he lived. It's all mixed, mingled together. Today, our, with this goal in view, we must live out the new Jerusalem and work out the new Jerusalem by daily growing up into Christ in all things. And then at the same time, out from this Christ you grow into, something will come out from him to lead you, to direct you, how to function, how to serve, right? Right? Little age with the Lord Jesus, there was no difference between his life, his work, and his move. The apostles, as the duplication of Christ, are the same. They're living out the new Jerusalem is they're working out, they're building the new Jerusalem. This is very clear. In the Bible, you don't see, in the new, whole New Testament, you don't see the apostles you know, produce any kind of Bible institute, any kind of seminary, any kind of uh, cathedral. They just live out Christ, announce the unsearchable riches of Christ as the gospel, as believers are saved. He gathered them to meet together as an expression in that city to become the church there. And then, they, and then he will visit them and connect them with all the churches nearby, the church in Colossae, with the church in Laodicea. He wrote to them so that they will have communication and fellowship. He, he treats them all the same. There was not, they, they did not produce Apostles Church, Pauline Church, Patron Church. No, these, these apostles did not, did not produce their own church. They just bring forth the local churches as new ones are being saved, and he would blend them together among the churches because they are all parts of the organic body of Christ. They are serving with the New New Jerusalem in view. And their service, their function, their work was the living. They were living out the New Jerusalem. Now point B, we need to work with God to carry out his divine building in three aspects for the accomplishment of God's eternal economy. Number one, we need to establish and shepherd the churches by the pneumatic Christ, the Christ who is the life-giving spirit with his organic salvation. Amen. This is the stage of the churches. We need to, uh, you know, you say, I, I'm, not, I'm not an apostle, I cannot establish churches. Yes, you, cannot, you may not have that measure to be like apostles to establish churches, but you can shepherd. As members in the churches, we can shepherd one another. We need to carry out the work of shepherding. There is a great need of shepherding among us in the local churches. And you shepherd one another in the churches by the pneumatic Christ, by this Christ who is the spirit with his organic salvation. Then number two, we need to build and constitute the body of Christ by Christ as the sevenfold intensified spirit with his sevenfold intensified organic salvation. Since we are not the church in Denver, the church in uh, uh, Fort Collins, the church in... Uh, Omaha, with all the churches here, are not isolated individuals, separate churches. We are all parts of the one body. I don't know how many churches are here are blending together this weekend. Praise the Lord for all the conferences, all the trainings. The churches can be blended together. This is not just a routine. This is not some kind of, a, a, uh, you know, a formality that we that we carry out, perform. You know. The churches, as churches, which are parts of the body of Christ, we need to blend much, much more. Don't stay in your narrow, narrow realm, narrow world. We need to learn to blend together with other believers as members of the one body of Christ. And this Christ today is the sevenfold intensified spirit. He is not only the life-giving spirit, but he has been intensified in this degraded age to strengthen to, by his intensified organic salvation. Amen. To strengthen every time we come together is an intensification, isn't it? Amen. When you meet with your own little small group, five or seven saints, you, know, you enjoy the Lord, but it's not quite the same as you come together with the churches. There's just an intensification here, right? Then point three, we need to adorn and consummate the new Jerusalem with God the Father as his golden base, God the Son as his pearl gates, and God the Spirit for his wall of precious stones by drinking the Spirit, the flowing triune God, as the river of water of life, and eating Christ, the overcoming lion lamb. We're eating lion. We're eating the lamb. He's the Lion Lamb. In Revelation, Christ is revealed not only as the Lamb, He is the Lion Lamb. He's ready to fight. He's ready to defeat the enemy. He defeated Him on the cross. And He is continued to defeat Him, to subdue Him. He is the Lion Lamb that we are feeding on every day in the churches. As the tree of life with its rich and fresh supply, We're living in the churches, practicing shepherding of one another, and also living in the body of Christ, blending together, enjoying his intensification. And also we are here day by day adorning, adorning, consummating the new Jerusalem. We are meant for eternity. We are meant for something eternal. We are not just meant for something local, temporary. We are meant for eternity. We are adorning the the bride today. Everything we are doing. You know, David, you're shepherding of the students. You are not just getting them into the church life. Here, you are adorning them to be a member of Zion. A member of the new Jerusalem. Part of the bride. And point C. Lastly, all the elders and co-workers should no longer do their own work. They should only do the work of the new Jerusalem. Let's all read the last two points together. These are Brother Lee's own word. Very pretty. Amen. no more All are in the All are in the kingdom of the heavens. And all are beings of the New Jerusalem. This is the highest point. Hallelujah. We all become people of the New Jerusalem. We are New Jerusalem bound. Today, God is producing their Zion. That Zion will be the new Jerusalem. He is calling forth overcomers today. To be the Zion as the reality of the body of Christ. That will transfer to be consummating the new Jerusalem. It's all here. It's all laid out before us. I hope through this little word, we are encouraged. The new Jerusalem indeed is not that far away. It is right here before us. It's right there in your home. Right there in your office. Right there when you are changing your baby. Changing diapers. When you're cooking the meal in the kitchen. You're living out the new Jerusalem. And you're working out the new Jerusalem. By shepherding. By blending. And by being just uh, uh, intensified. Adorning the new Jerusalem bit by bit, little by little. I hope you are encouraged. The new this, this phrase, I know, has been spoken quite a bit lately, living out, working out the New Jerusalem. Even for quite a time, I didn't know. It sounds good, sounds great, very impressive, but I don't know what it means. And I think these days, the Lord is opening up to us. Amen. We can all live out the New Jerusalem by entering into the holy of holies we can all work out the new Jerusalem by carrying out in the church as the body and also for with the new Jerusalem in view right we all can take part take part of this okay what shall we do brother well, see amen